0: John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
2: Hey, it's Roy Wood Jr. Up next is a special presentation of The Daily Show podcast, Beyond the Scenes, where we go a little deeper into segments that originally appeared on the show. In this episode, I sit down with Daily Show correspondent Ronnie Chang, Daily Show segment director Sebastian Di Natal and chef Bruno Abate to discuss his program, Recipe for Change. The program helps empower formerly incarcerated individuals through the culinary arts. And we also discuss the redeeming qualities of Chicago pizza. I like Chicago pizza. You know, debate for me. Anyway, take a listen. Hey, welcome to Beyond the Scenes. Now, I've tried to explain what this podcast is. Do you know what this podcast is? This podcast is after you've had a great night in the club and then you go out on the sidewalk and there's a hot dog on a grill. It's not even a grill. It's someone who's created a grill type device and it's savory and it's bacon wrapped and it's delicious. It was exactly what you needed. You only left the house to go to the club, but you left with a bacon-wrapped hot dog under questionable sanitary conditions. That's what this podcast is all about. And this week, I've got food on my mind because we are talking about pizza and how it relates to the criminal justice system. Let's roll the clip.
3: Oh, this is what people in Chicago call pizza? Why can't I find a decent slice in the city instead of this stupid bull... I couldn't find a single place that sold real pizza. Just these deep dish dough dumpsters. This isn't pizza. This isn't even human food. After hours of only deep dish, I finally found a place that served delicious, normal pizza pie. The Cook County Jail. This gourmet pizza is actually made by and sold to inmates as part of a training program called Recipe for Change. You know, recidivism rates like 70%. It's expensive to incarcerate people. It's not expensive to give them a skill. The man giving them that skill? Local restaurateur, Chef Bruno Abate, who volunteers his time and expertise to teach inmates how to cook the best pizza in Chicago. That's right. We are talking about food in a 2017
2: piece that focused on an organization called the Recipe for Change program. And it's a program that helps people that are incarcerated in Chicago's Cook County Jail to learn how to make the best pizza in town and take those skills back out into the world to do something amazing with their lives. To help us break this down a little later is the CEO and creator of that program, the wonderful, wonderful chef, Bruno Abate. But now joining us is Daily Show segment director, Sebastian Dinatal and Daily Show correspondent, Ronnie Chang. Hi. Hey, thanks for having us. Now, Sebastian, because you are Italian, should I start with you? I don't want to. What's the wokest way for me to do this?
4: This Well, you usually should start
3: the on-screen talent, but whatever.
4: Well, yeah, but you're not really the talent in this case. The piece is the talent. Yeah, I know that was really
3: relevant to this whole thing, but go ahead.
4: Yeah. Ronnie,
2: as an ally to our marinara Americans, I think it is important that we ask them first what they feel comfortable with when we're talking about pizza. Fine,
3: sure, go ahead, yeah.
4: Thank in you, Italy. and we're and we're recording this very close to uh, Christopher Columbus Day, so it's very important that um, we, we as a people finally have a voice. I'm giving a voice to the voiceless, really. So thank you for having me on and understanding the plight of Italians that we face every day.
2: What is the gist of this piece, Ronnie, for the people who haven't seen it?
3: Cook County Jail in Chicago had a program where they taught um, incarcerated um, people there how to make pizza uh, while they were incarcerated to kind of make use of that time so they would have the skill sets when they leave that's the top level cliff notes of what we we knew of the story going in coming out of it i mean you know i learned a lot more i'll let you get to it but that's the kind of almost the you know the most basic way i could describe what, what's going on here.
2: And I know in the piece, uh, Sebastian's whose decision was it to have Ronnie destroy all of these beautiful deep dish pizzas in the spirit of him going to the jail? And that was my
4: with... decision and all entirely my decision. I'm a, I'm a proud New Yorker and a proud lover of food and, and pizza and Italian. We were tasked to do a piece about Chicago specifically because we were doing a series, we were doing a week of shows in Chicago. Mm. When this piece came around, uh, I kind of wanted to start it off as like a Ronnie foodie kind of piece, uh, to make people think it was about like, Oh, Chicago deep dish daily show is going <laughs> to really rip into Chicago deep dish. But, uh, we, and like yeah, every yeah, other yeah. New York based show has done that a million times. So after the first minute we realize it's not just a piece shitting on Chicago deep dish pizza, which it is, but it has a, another layer to it, which is the um the rehabilitation aspect that i really wanted to uh explore but yeah i, I we had way more takes and different shots of destroying pizzas that sadly i <laughs> we had to cut for time but i was i i took so much pleasure in ronnie punting those pizzas throwing them in the archive. river yeah the
3: archive yeah. in
4: the archives you gotta have to check the archives
3: i mean i should also mention this was uh sebastian's actual fuss first- piece out in the field this got out of the office and managed to managed to get out in the field with us
2: yeah how sebastian how difficult was it working with the cook county jail to speak with people on the inside that were going through this program like what's that process because i've never done that on the show
4: yeah i guess one of the advantages of it being a first piece which i i really wasn't sure what any protocols for any of it was so (laughs) i i would just you know ask a A segment producer or my boss or a a coordinator, like, hey, have we done this before? Can we do this? Can we talk to a jail? And they were like, we can reach out. And normally in the past, it's been kind of tougher to get inside of jails and film there. But I think when we pitched this um, to the Cook County Jail and the sheriff, uh, Tom Dart, and his office, we really wanted to focus and make it a point to say, like, this is we really want to highlight this program. It's such an incredible program. And we want to feature uh, these the people that are part of the program, as well as the owner. This is something we want to really highlight that we think is a really good for criminal justice reform. And that was, and they were like, great, sure. Uh, as long as you don't like, you know, make any jokes about like escaping prison or anything, uh, that, that was the, oh. that was the kind of, uh yeah, that's the only stipulation and, that they had up top was like, and, yeah, just keep it to the program. And imagine what we, the
3: first, the very first thing we did was. A <laughs> Shawshank a, parody. Yeah, filming a sketch where we escape from prison. <laughs> yeah.
2: In October 2017, Ronnie Chang smuggled thin crust pizza out of Cook County Jail. Oh, Ronnie loved pizza, but he also hated Chicago deep dish. He had to find a way to get thin crust pizza to the people of Chicago. All it takes to get pizza out is cheese, dough, and time. That and a big ass poster. Ronnie Chang who crawled through a river marinara and came out smelling like basil.
4: But, you know, you so, got to give and you take. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, and they were fine. <laughs> and they, afterwards, they were like, yeah, we wish you hadn't done that, but the piece is great, so thanks. Yeah, oh, yeah but so. Can we talk a bit about that little segment? Because,
3: I mean, it was two seconds in the whole field piece, but... It took like hours of filming and it was me crawling in the fall cold in Chicago in, in, in tomato sauce out of a tube in the middle of a field. And that was also... Yeah, I was crawling out of this tube covered in tomato sauce uh, into a cold field. And Roy, you know, in the field, it's not like it, there's, you know, it, there's not like a hot room w- waiting for you. You're just, after you crawl out of a tube in tomato sauce, wet. You're just outside. You're just outside, <laughs> wet in tomato sauce for about an hour. And um, Maya Erickson, who works at the show now, she that was one of her first kind of um, PA jobs, pro- uh, production assistant jobs. And she went to go buy me some sweatpants from the
4: local. She was an all-star. Yeah, she yeah, got it all. That, she got, yeah.
3: By the way, the sweatpants that she bought me was amazing. Like, I still use it till today. I've used, <laughs> Four years later, I use it for flying. It's one of the best no-brand sweatpants um, I've ever seen. So shout out Maya for giving me that sweatpants.
2: Former Daily Show correspondent Jessica Williams, you know what she told me, Ronnie? When we first started in 2015, she like pulls me to the side. There's a lot I could tell you about this job, but the only thing you need to know is that sometimes you're going to be changing clothes in strange places. <laughs> uh-huh. And you're going to have to learn how to do that often. If you're changing clothes in strange places, it's probably a good piece.
3: <laughs> Very good piece <laughs> of advice. Spot on. Just spot on awesome <laughs> advice.
2: Like so then with everything that's going on with this piece Ronnie and you're crawling around, it, which also by the way I didn't know that that was part of the piece because like when we're picking all of these Chicago pieces, you know, some of us are pitching stuff and we see other Chicago stories that are on the board. There's probably like eight or nine stories that we know we're only going to get to four or five. And I saw Deep Dish and I was like, hmm, I think (laughs) I want Deep Dish. Like, Now, you know what? Let me do the gang territory thing. (laughs) And and, and I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of glad I did the gang territory thing because I remain dry. (laughs)
3: Uh, Well, hey, you know, again, as Sebastian said, the context of these were Daily Show was live in Chicago. And so the mandate was we wanted to do a week of field pieces in Chicago. Um, And so that's the context around this piece. So that that kind of motivated the research and the pitching behind this piece. But to be honest, I mean, this piece was great, even if, you know what I mean? I'm glad we got an excuse to find this story because of our focus on Chicago for that week. But this was a great story regardless. and um, I, I don't want to jump the gun here. I'm trying to answer your questions. guy I got so much to say about this field piece, but I, I personally learned a lot doing it, you know um, uh, beyond just the comedy elements and also I'm not from America. so when there was this like deep dish Chicago rivalry, I was like, you know what? I, I don't even care. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I, it's not it's not my fight uh i'll just apparently people hate deep dish okay i'll play that game i will say this about uh, ronnie
4: and i don't compliment him almost ever but of the correspondence (laughs) uh, all of you guys are are very down but ronnie is always the most down to do literally whatever i ask of him or any of us ask of him and, you know, if I had asked you or Costa or Desi, can you get into this tube filled with marinara sauce? You would eventually do it. But why? Uh, what is the joke? Yeah, what is there'd the be there'd be a discussion. And I think do we what's need sauce. So nice can I about- just crawl through and then you add sauce in the yeah, computer? In, 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 yeah. And in graphics. And I think what was so good about having Ronnie was he trusts all of us immensely with what our visions are and. He also just doesn't give a shit about like what people are like observing. Cause there were a lot of people giving us looks when we were like stomping on pizzas and throwing them against the walls and stuff. But he was just like, so down. It just, it, it helps so much with the process to have a talent that is just on board from the get-go. So you can be out in the field and you're not, like you're saying, Roy, having these like conversations like, all right, throw the pizza now. And then they're like, wait, 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 why am I throwing the, what? what is the motivation, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And Ronnie just has like a uh, complete un- kind of blind trust, which is helpful to allow us to like get as many crazy kind of moments Ronnie, as we
2: can. Ronnie Chang <laughs> is the gold standard in the building for how daring are you willing to go? How much, are, how far all are you way. willing to yeah. go? to do something, and that's always... It's the thing I kind of mumbled to myself sometimes, and some of the other correspondents too, but it's like, well, should I do this? Yes, you have to do this. Never forget, Ronnie Chain ate half a stick of butter on live television <laughs> and right.
3: swallowed it. I mean, hey, I take after you guys, so that's very... That's very no, you didn't. You, you didn't get I'm that from me. me. Hey, man, I, I'm not in <laughs> Chicago gang territory trying to do comedy. I'm just throwing pizzas to... You know, city people who are used to seeing everything.
2: Top three right. wildest things on the air, in my opinion, in the history of The Daily Show. Top three wildest things Steve Carell eating a spoonful of Crisco, <laughs> Ronnie Chang eating half a stick of butter, and Costa and I, when we went out to do the Florida algae piece um, in the swamp.
4: Oh, yeah. And
2: Costa was standing with no mask on next to a full green algae cone for the photo. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous photo, but, bro, that is some toxic (laughs) shit right there. Three feet from your nostrils. What are you doing?
3: Well, hey, Daily Show top three. We made it. (laughs) the death defying uh, comedy acts
2: after the break we're going to talk with the founder and president of recipe for change chef Bruno Abate about why he does what he does and what he thinks of Sebastian's slander of the deep dish joining us now is the gentleman that is the founder and the creator and the president and the ceo and the five star general of recipe for change i'm not sure if those are all his exact titles uh but chef bruno abate did i pronounce that right brother abate
1: yes yes all right perfect yes yes you see that sebastian yeah <laughs> One of the few ones say my last name. Everybody say a bot, a, bait, a beat. <laughs> ah, come on. So before we start everything, I have a question that I never asked to run it. for the last four years when I saw you the last time. Please. Who paid for the sauce and the mozzarella that you have on your tube and new pants?
3: Oh, uh... <laughs> we uh got donations for that
5: yeah
1: yeah donation from who from the people of chicago who supported the piece Ah, oh okay that's why i saw that i said that's not my mozzarella the mozzarella was coming from uh, the deep uh, dish pizza and it looks greasy and bad and even the marinara the color the color was not really red like the italian tomato it was like a yeah. more than Chicago, uh, sh- oh, my- you know. Of, <laughs> Chef, we didn't want to use your...
3: Blue. We would never disrespect yeah. your...
4: Yeah, we didn't want to use your ingredients because uh, in filming, you know, you go through a lot of them and you destroy them and we didn't want to... Yours are so sacred. We didn't want to use yours. Those are yeah. just ingredients. Yeah, you know? we did
2: some public but school marinara. No
3: problem. I mean, some of it was blood. It wasn't even Mariana. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Only a chef would critique the food, the quality of the food used to crawl through. That is a real chef, chef chef. high
3: standards. He's got high standards, man. (laughs) I saw that when I was in his program, he's got very high standards. Uh, Roy, I'll let you get into it, but. um. yeah.
2: So let's talk a little bit about recipe for change, chef. What was the impetus for you starting that program? What did you see? What problem did you see in Chicago that you believed pizza could solve?
1: Well, I, I, you know, uh, listen. I never see any problem. Why I'm an immigrant? I came in this country to do what uh, all the immigrants do: uh, work, uh, try to make a better future for, uh, for the family, and uh, and be uh, a respectable uh, uh, citizen. So um, I don't have a, no idea uh, that you know this will happen to me about the jail and uh, and uh, so. And like I, I say many times, it, it was a really a call from God. And uh, so it just happened one night, and uh, all this happened to me, and I never been in prison, in jail. I don't have a history with my family about prison or jail. So it really was a truly uh, a call. And uh, and I start write down what can I do to change the prison system in America after I saw this documentary. At 3.30 in the morning, there, uh, uh, America, this beautiful country incarcerated, you know, 2,700 kids, you know, uh, under 14, mm-hmm. with a life in prison with no parole at that time. Think about it. There was, you know, uh, uh, American incarcerated kids at 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, I don't know if you guys have kids and think about it. Just stop for a second. If you have a kid and and think about it, a, a kid at 10, 11 years old, be life in prison. How do you say in America? What the fuck? Yeah, I think that's universal across all languages right there. <laughs> but, you know, everything makes sense after a while. And I, you know, I was... Uh, uh, all this miracle happened, and I was in uh, in juvenile prison after two weeks to start teaching those kids how to make you know some food. And they don't understand me when I was talking. Why well, you see my accent is very strong. My English is not that good, and I don't understand them or why they speak really you know the American uh, uh, English slang. plus slang. So, yeah. But there was a, some connection. There was some connection when I was taking the spoon and and, and say, "Hey, taste, try," and they were making faces. So there, I start finding the connection between the food and them, and and, and and so every time I was going there, it was a, it was a, it was a paradise. I discovered that you know. They were making me better. Every time I was going out after the, the teaching, the class, uh, I, I feel better and better. I feel with more energy, oh my god! And that's what it gave me the power to continue and to think more. What can I do more? What can I do more? And and, and that's, you know, uh, now I am in a Cook County jail and, and Ronnie saw everybody saw on TV how beautiful our kitchen is in what we do.
2: Yeah, I think what's really amazing about your program, Chef, is that, you know, on the one hand, of course, it's teaching job skills that are translatable once you get to the outside, because we talk about America's prison system being a place for punishment instead of a real place for rehabilitation to learn skills. But what you also instilling is like this level of dignity, something to create, something to have a sense of pride in, something that you can pour yourself into. And I think that's what makes everything that you're doing just top to bottom so
1: amazing you know a lot of people think i i do this program why for job people don't understand the job is not the solution the solution is to restore what's broken inside, of these people mm. the dignity the self-esteem the hope uh, believe in themselves so this is our all the, the the little pieces that we need to connect with them. It's not about the job. If I, if I provide a job, I mean, I used to have the restaurant downtown and everybody was coming out, and I tried myself on my own skin come to work soon, you get out. And they were coming to work, they were like, you know, panic attack. They're having panic attack, they're having problem, they, they don't know what to do. And, you know, and soon they get some money. They go back to do the same the same um, lifestyle. So the program is based on give you back uh, to make you believe that you can do it. Yeah, internal. To make you believe that, you know, you are uh, a human like anyone. And, and we make mistakes, but, you know, we can forget the mistake and start a new life anytime we want. And so that's what the problem is about, you know, making them um, believe they can do it and make them understand. I mean, you know, hey, if you sell drugs, how much money you make? 15000 a year, 20000 a year? If you go to work, you're going to make more money. And you're not risking to be in prison for five, six, seven years. So that's what I say to them. I say, how much money did you make selling drugs last year? uh twenty thousand. then you're not a good businessman or some bad drugs well you know (laughs) now you're gonna respectfully it makes sense right yeah
3: that's what's so cool about chef is that he's i found him equal parts inspirational aspirational and practical so the way he approached the program was all of those things you know it wasn't just let's all be better people it's like you can make more money if you're a better person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
2: this makes perfect sense. Good goodwill sells better than cocaine. <laughs> Definitely, chef. Another question. Well, let me this. Let me ask Sebastian and Ronnie a question first, and it's going to tie into something I have for you, Chef Sebastian Ronnie. Was there anything in the piece that did not make it in that you had to edit out, like ah, ah? Because when you had somebody like Chef doing all this great stuff, you also still have to balance that with jokes.
4: Yeah, we were pretty lean uh, in terms of what we shot with Chef himself. Not only the uh, conversational part of it. I mean, there was, oh my God. Yeah, we cut a ton of the Chef roasting deep dish with Ronnie. They're (laughs) they're standing at like a table. And yet uh, (laughs) Chef was like, for like a half an hour to 45 minutes, just like (laughs) insult after insult on deep dish pizza that like was funnier than I could have ever written, any of our writers could have written, uh, just slamming it. (laughs)
3: Chef, what do you think about this deep dish pizza?
1: It's uh, it's garbage, people should not eat this. It's like a brick, look at this, look. I mean, I don't know where you buy this, I don't wanna know, but this is Shay, that was the hardest stuff to cut because he was r-
4: like literally uh <laughs> figuratively ripping into it and then literally ripping the pizza apart <laughs> and yeah that was the best stuff that was the hardest to cut because he like and they threw it in the trash at all that whole scene sure. i didn't i usually am very very controlling and particular about what i want to capture on camera but almost that entire scene where ronnie's like well, describe what's wrong with deep dish pizza. Bruno just went off. I didn't give him any direction, and then he threw <laughs> it in the trash can. I didn't even know that was coming, so we like <laughs> had to follow that. But th- that whole thing was so beautiful. It was and very coming from a very authentic place as well. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, you know, yeah. That and he hates
3: yep. wasting food, man. So for him to, yeah, for him to throw away a deep dish, it was like he doesn't even consider this human food.
4: Yeah, I tried to keep as much of him talking about the program because that's what the piece was about as best I could. And so, yeah, we didn't cut almost any of the program stuff, any of the stuff with the um, participants. Uh, Yeah, the the, the other stuff that we just cut was mostly just joke stuff, more pizza stuff, uh, some Ronnie interactions. So, Sebastian, Ronnie, what I really wish could have been in the piece, and there's only so
2: much time. I was just I'm always curious when people are doing good things in the community, without a doubt. There's always some asshole or some group of people who don't support it or try to find something wrong with it. Chef, what are some of the resistance that you found to your program over the years? Who are your haters, Chef? That's what I'm trying to ask you very bluntly. Who doesn't like
1: deep dish in the jail? Oh, my gosh. Eh, eh, eh. Nobody likes the deep dish. they, They call it the deep shit. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, uh, uh, chef Roy's asking you who is opposing your program in jail yeah, or, or are you are you well
2: do you feel supported by your community in this program or do you have people that are well, giving you I, resistance I think,
1: I think we are you know we we know we know there is a, some uh, separation in everything uh, a lot of people they don't care you know a lot of people this is why we have this situation in America. A lot of people say, you know, these people should be in jail forever. These are criminals. These are, you know, so, and, but we do, are, uh, we are fortunate that we have more people that think different, that think that we should rehabilitate it, The people that should support our program, you know. And, and, and I have to say that I, I never personally, you know, hear anyone say, to me directly, I don't like the program or you should not do it or something like that.
4: To that point, we, uh, I was trying to, in the beginning, look for people opposed to like, as the, as the uh, first time piece for me, the, the formula is always to find a really cool thing or a good thing, and then find someone opposed to it, make fun of that person. But for this piece, I was I couldn't find anyone other than some like really fringe, like people belong in jail forever and can't be rehabilitated kind of nut jobs that I wasn't interested in interviewing. But uh, across the board uh, and I think the sheriff, Tom Dart, was a huge uh, proponent of this and he had a ton of. Chef Bruno, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there were a couple of programs like yours, Recipe for Change, uh, like gardening program. There was there was a good amount of rehabilitation programs going on that seemed to be like overwhelmingly uh, supported by most people uh, in the community, which is why for me, it was this, this piece was such a, a slam dunk. It was like, oh, we can really highlight some good
3: yeah, we found a rare thing in America that I think everyone can get behind. Especially on paper, it's already a good idea. But when you go and see what they're actually doing, yeah, it, you gain another level of respect, which is what happened to me of what was going on, of the mutual respect happening in the in the kitchen, um, what they were actually doing, the skills they were learning. Um, you know, even the even even the financial reasons. Like chef would tell me, like he just bring his own ingredients in. So he it wouldn't cost the state any money, you know, in some examples. I don't want to put you on the spot, Chef, but, but what I'm saying is that it was all around like a, like a good thing for everybody. One of the rare things in America where
5: it seemed like everybody
3: <laughs> won from
5: this. Everyone in the Cook County Jail wants to be a part of this great program. I learned how to be a um, better leader.
3: I learned more how to work
2: with a lot of other people. I Basically, I've learned how to eat better. Chef, what is it about deep-dish pizza that gets you so upset? Don't stop, Roy, It makes no, me no. upset why
1: it's a good idea. It's a good idea. The pizza is a good idea. That pizza, the way they want to do it, you know. In Italia, we call a focaccia ripiena. So it means, you know, uh, uh, the, the two dough, where you have one on the bottom, one on top, and then you kind of fill in the, in, in the middle. The problem is, you know, when you're using, you know, a pound of cheese and then a pound of sausage. And the quality is also so is so bad. And that's what, you know, when you come to Chicago, you see a lot of you know a lot of people overweight why they eat that pizza. So the I'm against why there is a way to make something light. Call it the dish, pizza, but you can do light. You can do with the mozzarella di bufala. You can do some uh, with the San Marzano tomato. But if you use all these bad ingredients and you put uh, like, you know, two pounds uh, of uh, stuff inside, it's uh, it become uh, like a brick like I say in the show. It's a brick. It's not a, a, a pizza. <laughs> and that's one slice. It's like, you know, you're eating a brick. It goes in your stomach and boom. Right there. So, that's what I don't like about it. The idea is phenomenal. You know, I wish I could make one for you right now and see a light will come.
2: <laughs> but you
1: know, if you wanna if you wanna stop, it's like you know, about quantity and not the quality. And that's what makes me crazy. Chef,
2: I I appreciate your sentiment for good ingredients, but you are talking to a man that eats McDonald's, Arby's, and Subway. But thank you nonetheless. I have a question about the evolution of your program. Now, I know that your program has evolved since you last talked with Ronnie. Could you talk to us a little bit about the food truck program and what you're doing for women and also the golf?
1: Well, not only, not only that, I mean, you know, um, the good things Ronnie said before, and he touched a good point, is, you know, I don't ask no money to state, government, nothing. This is all private money. I, have, I own a restaurant, I know millions of people, and that's what I do every day. Please donate a dollar. And that's how we, we, we got the money. And uh, since uh, the show, the daily show, we have a, a, a beautiful kitchen, a woman, we create a woman division. Mm-hmm. So now we, only, we, we teach also the woman. And we, we have uh, like almost 7,000 square feet of kitchen. After that, to before COVID, we raised the money to buy a truck. And now we have those beautiful twenty feet uh, uh, truck that we bought. it, and, uh, uh, and now we are in the process to building a kitchen inside. The goal of the truck is um, to... This time, a little difference. I want to see if I can break these rules. I'm not sure but it will be my dream to utilize the people that have minimum crime so they can go out of the jail and the money, go on the truck, work, and when after the finish, they finish their work, they go back to the jail. Work release. It's a kind of Rehabilitation. You know now I'm breathing Absolutely in yes. I'm going to work then I come back you know in the same place but just to sleep so from there if we have a profit okay the part of the profit will go in an account for the people for those people they work so when they go out they're gonna have some money it makes sense what I say yes sir that's great
4: and that's different than what it used to be because when we started there that was a big conceit of the piece was that you could only sell and give the pizza to incarcerated people right like you couldn't sell it outside of the prison or the jail so that's um
1: that's awesome exactly. that's awesome in all the profit consider that you know we have a we don't when I say profit we don't have a billion like uh, you know we, we have a very little, uh, a few thousand dollars, but you know, 40 percent we give it back to the Cook County, it goes in the programs to other to help other programs. Why other programs they're in jail, they don't have money. So, you know, so, the person who comes to read the Bible or other stuff, so we we help them with their money to we founded more programs in Cook County jail with the money we make from. The so,
2: pizza. so, let me get this right, Chef you self-fund the program to, to help people learn how to make pizza, but you're really giving them life skills. Then you set up a food truck that they can go and apply the pizza skills on, and then the money made from the food truck, you splitting with the county so that they can make other programs better. Oh, my God. You might make me hate deep dish. I might hate deep dish pizza for a week on your behalf just to honor
3: you, <laughs> chef.
1: you got never going to hate the dish pizza.
3: <laughs> Not to mention making great food as well. If you actually try the food, it's amazing. The yeah. food is actually amazing. It adds to the
1: culinary landscape of Chicago. The goal is to have, uh, in the end, you know, some money that I can put uh, on the side that when you go out, you have uh, something to start. And you don't have to go back on the street and sell drugs to pay your rent or or, or to eat. Now you're going to have some money. We're going to teach you. We're going to find a job for you. We're gonna see how you cannot go back you know, in the same season.
2: Indeed, so last question for you, Chef, and we'll get you out of here. What can people that aren't as connected as you or as famous as you or their restaurant is smaller and they're not, and they don't have the same financial capabilities as you, what can people who aren't celebrity chefs do to get involved in their communities? We need more Chef Bruno's.
1: Well, I know my, uh, listen, I, I've been, uh, I'm really, I'm not, I'm not rich. I, I, I'm struggling every day here. I work 15 hours a day. Have you thought about selling drugs? I, I don't Come have on. a lot of money, believe me. I, I just, you know, my goal is always get up in the morning. I pray, I say, God, give me the energy to do something good every day. And that's what I want to do. And, and, and then I'm worried about my employee. My employee have a family, and uh, so every chef can do something. Just connect with uh, 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 with your system. Connect with uh, jail where you are. Go offer yourself and say, "No one, I'm coming once a week. I'm bringing my ingredient. Can I teach them people? That's what I done. I used to do hundred miles away every Monday to go in the prison of Saint Charles, bring my own food." And stay there one hour, and you know, and teach those guys. Finally, we have a problem to find people to work, and you're gonna find a lot of good people in the system. They need a chance. Yep. So go there and teach them. You're gonna find a lot of people that want to work. So this is gonna help us also in the restaurant business now. That we have a big problem. We can find the dishwasher. We're gonna find chef. We're gonna find anybody not even to make the ugly dip dish pizza. You know? (laughs) So I think that's what the chef should do just to be involved with your community. That's how you start everything. It's like a movement that we can start. All the chefs, the chef movement in America, go and teach people in prison, in jail. It makes sense or no? Sounds great. I like that. The chef movement. We should we should get these words done. Yeah. yeah copy, I just okay? I just copyrighted it and I already
2: got T shirts yeah. for sale. So thanks. Thanks for the idea though. <laughs> it's called Recipe for Change program. He is Chef Bruno Abate brother thank you so much for joining us. We got one more break. We're gonna speak with one of your graduates actually uh, but thank you chef for extending to us a little bit of your time. I will leave you now to the rest of your day where you can slander deep dish pizza on the internet.
1: Thank you for going beyond <laughs> that chef Thank you thank you guys I really I really appreciate it that you know um, you remember us and uh, uh, I hope this will be a big help rani i love you i love you chef i'll see you soon i'm coming you. to chicago i'm doing a show there i'll come yeah. and see you i'll come by a restaurant yeah please come over okay come to the restaurant. i want to see oh. you okay we will do thank you guys I'll thank see. you god bless you bye bye the chef movement <laughs>
2: Uh, Ronnie is still here with me. Segment director Sebastian Di Natale is still here with me. And joining us now, uh, this brother is a graduate of the Recipe of Change program and was also featured in the original segment with Ronnie. Dion Gillespie, welcome to Beyond the Scenes.
5: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here.
3: Good to hear from you, man.
5: Thank you. Nice to hear from you again, man.
2: Now, I'm going to be honest, you know, as one of Ronnie's many black friends, you know, anytime a new (laughs) one gets added to the rotation, I'm like, you know, who is this Ronnie? You know, what is this person all about? Got to make sure folks on the square. (laughs) Now, Dion, (laughs) uh, talk to us a little bit. What was your experience like dealing with the Recipe for Change program? Um, It
5: it was a a life-changing experience for me. Uh, I was going through a, a, a really tough time in my life. Uh, it was a dark time, clearly uh, because I was in custody uh, and I was dealing with a lot of self-guilt uh, for letting, like, a lot of family and friends down, uh, my co-workers down, the community, so I was, like, carrying that, uh, that burden on my back, so uh, when I got the opportunity to join Rescue for change, it was uh, almost an escape uh, from that dark place and, uh, it became something that provided some hope uh, and a hopeless moment for me at that time in my life. So uh, rescue for change really changed my life.
2: When, let's talk. We, we didn't get a chance to really get into it with Chef Bruno, but, you know, there's when we talk about incarceration and the idea that it's supposed to be a rehabilitative process where when you come out, a business should be ready to hire you on the assumption that you learned some skills and that you were better than when you went in. Uh, walk me through that process of just trying to find a job once you got back out on the outside.
5: Well, actually, for myself, I've been fortunate. Um, I, I, I found employment almost um, immediately uh, upon my release. And it's partly due to uh, the resources that are uh, – was provided to me at Recipe for Change uh, because of certifications um, I received for food sanitation and restaurant management. So I found the company that was willing to give me a chance and uh, invest in me. Um, it's a pretty good company, um, you know, uh, especially considering the fact that I was just released uh, like a little over three months ago. So uh, benefits, uh, 401k, um, it's a union job. And this is just a stepping stone. This is not my career. This is a stepping stone to what's next for me. So for myself, it, it's been a, a pretty smooth transition, but it's usually not like that for many others. So that's why programs like Recipe for Change is, is so Yeah,
2: because I'm listening to where you are right now, Dion. It sounds like you're in transit as we speak. Are you headed to work?
5: Yeah, hey, I appreciate you guys. For bear with me, man, this, this, uh, this commute on public transportation is really rough, man. So I apologize to you guys.
2: Oh, no, man, you a man on the go. We appreciate you making a little time for us while you sit there on the train. So let me ask you real quick. Chef Bruno said the job skills are important, but not as important as being able to offer a positive space for people to work while they're locked up. Could you speak a little bit about that part of the program for you?
5: Yeah, I unequivocally agree uh, with uh, Chef Bruno, because like um, I was saying, like, I don't. I think the most difficult part about me um, transitioning back into the workplace and society is my ability to perform or do my job. It's been like the communication aspect, the soft skills, the things that people don't usually talk about, because as you guys well, uh, may well know, like, Nowhere is your inner gangster tested than at the workplace, where you try to do something. And your supervisor comes and be like, "Hey, stop right now and do this," and you just sit there like, "Okay." And so, uh, those soft skills that uh, um I learned, uh, the recipe for change, um uh, it, it has really been um uh, valuable tools that um uh, I've been able to um, implement into the DNA of the core man you know, of who I'm trying to become as a man, like the compassion. The, uh, the integrity, just the willingness to just do the right thing at all times and not take anything personal. I learned a lot of those things at Recipe for Change. Like I say, Chef Bruno is changing lives, along with the rest of the staff that works with him. Um, Chef Avery, our nutritionist, um, his son, Adriano, like it's a wonderful, amazing program. And because of that program, I've been able to be a part of a platform such as the Daily Show, like man, this is such a humbling experience for me, man. So I'm really grateful to be a part of this, man.
2: So we'll get you out of here on the last question, Dion. Do you stand with deep dish pizza?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I did, but I was corrected by uh, Chef Bruno. So uh, the thin crust pizza is the best. (laughs) Less less Mm. is more. So I'm not going to go against the grain.
4: And I will say, before we let Dion go, I have to mention, uh, uh, Dion has, I think, my favorite line from the whole piece, which is, where are you going with the pizza?
3: <laughs> Guys, this pizza is genuinely awesome. You must have people lining up around the block to buy this. Actually, it's only for inmates. Guys, we got going to rescue Chicago from that bull deep dish pizza.
0: Look, I know the is great, but this is not how you deal with conflict. All right. I'll be
5: right back. Hey, where are you going with the pizza?
4: That line, we, me and the editor of that piece, Mark, will still yell at each other while if we leave or if we like, you know, taking lunch somewhere else, we'll just yell, where well, you going with the pizza? It's a, uh, it's a great line. So thank you, Dion, for, uh, for oh, your happy. incredible no delivery. <laughs> no well, problem,
5: man. Thank you guys.
2: Well, Dion brother, we'll let you get back to your commute, man. Thank you for making a little bit of time to go beyond the scenes with us, brother
5: thank you thank you you guys you guys be peaceful and be blessed man thank you yes sir Take out, all right all right bye-bye
2: all right man well ronnie sebastian we did it we went beyond the scenes on your piece you look so excited by the way,
5: the
4: way you're I am, delivering this it's I, like you're you, on you know
2: because i thought job. that you someone did. would stand with me in defending deep dish pizza and here i stand alone
4: you're all alone my man
3: why do you even why are you on the side of deep dish because you i'm a southerner to do with that stuff i like pie and this is closer to pie you support like the cubs for some reason you're from alabama
4: i like pie <laughs> it's a
2: casserole
4: if anything
2: ronnie i will smash your face like, it's like a d- whatever it is is delicious and it's better than that let me stop because I don't want New York City on my ass Yeah, you better thank stop. you so much for going beyond the scenes I'm gonna get both of you the fuck out of here and then slander then crust once you're off the air thanks for having us Roy yeah 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 whatever get it get out of here love you see, you, right. in uh, see, you, see you in the building
3: see you guys <laughs> see you in the building
2: Beyond the Scenes, will be back with all new episodes next week. If you want to catch up on our past episodes, head to dailyshow.com slash beyond, the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening.